G'day legends, we've got an absolute belter for you this week. Uh, we speak to Jackson Frew and his mechanic, Alex Present. Um, they've had an absolute smashing start of the season down in uh, Tasmania and Threadbow. Uh, but before we rip into this one, guys, we will go through a few sponos. Uh, first cap off the ranks, we've got Empire Cycles uh, jumping on board. Thank you very much for that. We've got the Underclass uh, now available from Empire Cycles and West Coast Motor- Motorcycles. Uh, Concept Coatings Design Co. Uh, they are midway through a... Uh, location change. Um, we will let you guys know when they are up and running in the new shop. Uh, we got Fifty Fifty Productions, the man with the calves, Purse House Farner and Gas Gats, uh, Elite Automotive Care Vehicle Detailing, Rolly Stone Brewery Co. Uh, we got Monday Jong Mechanical and Mobile. We got West Effects, Proplete um, Seat Covers and Munster Motor Trimmers, uh, TD Modular Granny Flats, and shout out to Trent. He had an absolute shocker down at the Motorplex last week. Um, been that thing to the wall about 180 k's an hour so he's he's doing okay he's a bit sore and sorry for himself but glad he walked away from that one that was wild to see so um yeah shout out to trent glad you're okay mate we got shane carriage from oyster ceilings creature every job's a pearler beautiful <laughs> we got maxis tire australia and motor x australia um don mcgrath thanks mate we got uh also bridgestone select midland and cannington so that's our sponsors for the show. Thank you so much, guys, for coming on board. Can't do it uh, without you. Make sure you do support these guys because uh, they don't just help us. They help everyone too. So, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this one, guys, and we'll see you on the next one. Cheers. Beautiful bunch of legends. Welcome to the Beers and Bikes Show. I'm Dave Baker and I'll be your host, joined of course by Blair Outram. We have our production manager, Josh Parker, in the hot seat. And ladies and gentlemen, Charlie Creatures doing what he does best and putting the extra hours on the track, teaching the next generation of shredders the ropes. Uh, so he won't be in for this one. Uh, maybe a bit later, but we'll press on without, uh, press on in his absence without him. Boys, how are we? Yeah, good, mate. Good, good to be back. Welcome back, Blair. Yeah, yeah. Had a couple of weeks off, but big working man, eh? Yeah, in the mines, you know how it is. It's no good, eh? Nah. Is it still hot up there, or <laughs> fuck that joint? <laughs> no good. At least you fucking earn enough money to buy a KDM a week, though. Yeah, well, I was actually meant to go to Mandurah mm-hmm. today to look at one, but I got a bit scared, so I might go tomorrow. Okay, okay, but it's going to happen this week, this break, possibly. It was my Ooh. birthday last week, so I was, I was treat yourself. Treat Does myself. your dad know? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> of course nah, not. Nah. I love that. But you're just going to look at it, aren't you? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I think I saw your name down for Fink. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah. that's awesome, man. Good to hear. Just take your nice and easy. Yeah, get yeah. It, just you know? get on and have a trail ride and yeah. Yeah, six yeah. pins. Yeah. Um, guys, now our boy Josh Parker from 50 Future Productions has brought this podcast well and truly into the 21st century. Uh, as we remotely speak to tonight's guests over in Canberra, um, lads and ladettes, we have arguably one of Australia's fastest downhill guys on a bike right now. Let's give a warm welcome to Jackson Frew. Yeah. Hey guys. How you going, mate? Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on, guys. It's it's uh it's good to find to be on here. Alex has been telling me a lot of a lot of good stories and a lot of shit goes down, so good to finally be here. Yeah, fuck yeah, we're loving it. Um, now, speaking of Alex, we actually have a world-class tool, I mean tool spinner, sorry. Uh, he's actually <laughs> Jackson's mechanic and uh, proudly West Australian, our very own Alex Present. How you going, mate? Great. Yourself, mate? Yeah, really, really good, man. Stoked to have you on board. Good to finally be on. I love it. <clears throat> been, yeah. been re- listening to him all while I've been away. 
Nice. And finally get the Toyser myself. Fantastic. Now, for those that don't know, Jackson, you've had an insanely good start to the year for 2022. You're absolutely killing it at the moment, mate. What's going on? I don't know. I'd quite like to know if someone could tell me, actually. It just kind of happened out of nowhere, really. Can I can I share a <laughs> I theory? I, wish I had a better answer for you. Can I share a theory? Yeah. Now I'm a bit of an analytic, analytical man. I like the finer details, you the know. Numbers. I'm, if, if you I'm say, a numbers I'll man. Pressure gauge down to a ten. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be it, eh? Surely we could thank maybe, the mechanic maybe, for that uh, one. Magician never gives away his run like twenty six point two, or now running twenty six point four. That 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 point four point two might have just given us a little edge. Hey, well, I got your five grand the other week, didn't it? I not complain about that. I'm <laughs> that now we'll talk about the point pressure. Yeah, that's it. You're you're on twenty percent, aren't you? <laughs> no, oh, no, no, we won't talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> Still in negotiations, eh? <laughs> Hell, awkward silence. That's why he's in another room. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, let's talk about Cannibal, man. Um, now, Threadbow is one of your favourite tracks, eh? Yeah, definitely. I've been going there for oh, as long as I can remember in riding mountain bikes anyway and spend a heap of time down there all summer and it's kind of become my adopted kind of home down on track. Obviously, I live in Canberra a couple of hours away, but it's so easy to just kind of jut down the highway a little bit and, and punch chairlift laps that it's just kind of become the place I ride down it really. It's not a bad local to have, is it? Not at all. Like You can turn <laughs> up and you know, I'm generally pretty lazy, so I don't get there before 11 o'clock. <laughs> and, you know, you can be out of there by 1.30, 2 o'clock, having done six or seven, five-minute plus, like, really gnarly fast down and run. So it's like, you really can't beat it. Yeah, it's fantastic actual, down, like, World Cup downhill training. You don't have to fuck around riding up a hill. You just get long, hard runs, you know, like, consecutively. Yeah, it's like, I wouldn't necessarily call it, like, World Cup training it's like a very different track but it's so yep. brutally fast and like hard on your body what is you the difference this conditioning that between the like the I, probably we'll, just we'll, how steep it is okay yep yeah and how like how committed you have to be you have okay. to be a, a lot more committed at Threadbo just to ride the speed there's like a world cup track you, you can kind of cruise down most of them but once you get going the the commitment levels to really, really go fast is way higher on a World Cup track than even Threadbo. Yep. Okay. Yep. So it just doesn't have that so element there's, there's of speed. Sections of Threadbo where the, yeah, there's sections of Threadbo, like the Snakes and Ladders section, where the commitment level, if, if you're anything less than like 200% committed, then you're going to be losing time. So it's like that is quite similar to a, an all-out World Cup track, but that's kind of where the similarities and they're very different in that way and if you know what I mean it, it sort of <coughs> just comes down to basically how much you're willing to risk your life <laughs> <laughs> if this was the track I watched at yours yeah that is yep. dude that's so like that's hectic, gnarly yeah. like I've seen a few mountain bike things I mean I'm not a big MTB guy like Baker but holy shit it looks fucking scary, man. Yeah, it's pretty sick. It looks so fun. Uh, the the best thing about the East Coast the is the length of runs. The problem is they built it in like the late 90s. And it yep. like hasn't really changed. It just kind of straightened a few bits out. A few more rocks are gone. But the bikes are a thousand times better. We've learned so much in how to ride and suspension setups and all that sort of stuff that now the average speed is like triple what it was when they built it and when they were racing it back in the day. 
So it makes the uh, – so it's a completely different track realistically to what it was built at, like to how it behaves under modern-day conditions. Yeah. yeah. It comes out, you know, much faster. It's just yeah. Ridiculous. It is stupid how fast that track is now. <laughs> it really is. That's all right. I'll go there and slow it down a bit. <laughs> Snap a couple of <laughs> <down> <laughs> yeah, Just I drag brake the whole way. Cannibal was like 60, 66, 68 kilometres an hour. Shit. I think I think Kyle was faster speed trap uh, in of the weekend at sixty at a high sixty seven. Yeah, I, I think, think I was, was fastest yeah. in race run at sixty four or sixty five. It slowed down a little bit. Yeah, I think yeah, I think sixty seven or something got, was the fastest, which is pretty yeah. wild. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was tight. Yeah, that's nuts. Um, so for the for those that don't know, uh, listeners uh, abroad, that uh, the Cannibal Festival. So it's 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 not just that one race, is it? No, no, there's a bunch going on that week. It's kind of like our – I don't really want to compare it to Crankworks because they're kind of – I guess they're competitors, but it is sort of like – Our mini Crankworks. Crankworks yeah. without being Crankworks, yeah. We're putting over that mini anymore, getting that many freaking mm. people coming to that thing. Yeah. And it attracts um, a whole host of international riders too, eh? Like over the years. Yeah, well, before – Yeah, before, before, before the, the world ended, it did. Yeah. <laughs> before some yeah, fucker ate a bat, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll be, right, be getting the second world engine right now. <laughs> Somewhere, um, I think it was, was seven fifty or something this year. Really? Yeah, yeah right. That's, that's just that's an right. average wage round. <laughs> so, talk to me, mate. Winning cannonball. Um, that's uh, what does that mean to you? That's uh, got to be right up there, right? A lot. Yeah, that one was. Well, I was. I didn't even think I told Alex that. I was really nervous for that race run. I've been that freaking close that many times to like getting that done, whether it be I crash or blow up a wheel or like absolutely pummel myself in bushes or Troy gets me by like 1.2 or something like that. Like the amount of times I've been that close at that race is just annoying. <laughs> Some <laughs> to of the- get it done was so good. Yeah, man. Like you could see the emotion in some of those pictures, man. Like it was like it was awesome to see. It was I was stoked for you. Oh, on like I think Alex and I told the podium. Like I sat up there for a little bit longer, and then I pulled Alex back up on the podium because it was just oh, relief yeah. for me. Like it was just <laughs> was, yeah. we finally got it done. What What were you thinking, <laughs> Alex? Yeah, kind of felt. What What were your thoughts on it? What were you thinking throughout the run? Ah, oh, mate, I I'm just. I, I, I'd say everyone was like, people come up to me, it's like, oh, are you guys nervous? Because you know, you like, you seed first, stuff like that. And it's like, I was always like, I'm, I, I wouldn't say we're nervous, I'd say we're excited. You know, it's a different kind of long way, too. We yeah, played, I, a, I got down from that collie run and I was like, look at Alex, I'm like, well, that was a bit, a bit more of a statement than I think any of us really wanted to put down. <laughs> Yeah, man, yeah, that twenty six point four really got you going, eh? <laughs> it's all that tire pressure, oh, gauge. Eh? We, we were hawking, we were like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it, it kind of all just fell into place a little bit better. Like, you know, it's, it's like instead of being those pre race run nerves for myself, anyway, I was like, yeah, like we've got this. So, Alex, talk like, to talk to me, man. So we're we're in the pits, <laughs> yeah. right? We're in the pits. Bikes on the yep. stand. You're doing your final checks, which I'm assuming you got a procedure or you got a pretty set sort of routine that you check over to make sure yep. stupid shit doesn't go wrong. What yeah, happens? Sure, we'll yep. So so you you drop the bike out the stand. You give the bike to Jackson. See you, mate. Best of luck. What are you thinking in your head? Are you going 
cunt it up. Did I do that fucking axle back yeah, up or every nut and bolt? Yeah. Oh. yeah. Or you pass that now. I'd join pretty quick if the axle was loose. <laughs> yeah. Now, every now and then there'll be like, like literally 30 seconds before he leaves the pit, like he's got his bike leaving. I'm like, wait, wait, I just run out with like a four mil and just double check one bolt. Like not double check, like triple check it. I'm like, I know I did it, but I need to be sure. Yeah, and, okay. But like, I mean, for Cannonball in particular, <clears throat> I was I was just hoping his rear wheel was going to hold up. <laughs> yeah, pinging down that hill yeah. that fast, you need a pretty tough wheel to hold up to that. Absolutely. Especially we've with done, those pressures. We've done three of the toughest wheels on the oh, – the so-called toughest wheels on the market. I think I've done three of them in two days. Fuck. That's really, yeah, that's really not good. Eight wheels <laughs> alive. No. And, um, Alex, and were you we're tired of changing wheels then? Yeah. Nah, nah, I think I think I did I think I did more for some other riders there. Um, that uh, just a, a sim scrap metal bin there with just wheels in the back, a eh, waiting to pick up. Absolutely, they're Not just cheap just like, Oh, no. can you help me build my wheel? I'm like, all right, yep, bring a case of white claws around and we'll see what we can do. <laughs> Might not be <laughs> the wheel might not be true either, but yeah. don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. <laughs> exactly. Well, it got really nervous because I got to the bottom and I was like, I snapped a spoke and he's like, Oh, thank God, that rim is smoked. I just didn't want to tell you before you went up. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Thanks for that, mate. Just, yeah. Just play it cool, eh? I got halfway down through one of the gnarly bits and just like came up like time, like fifty mil too short on one of these little gaps I was doing. And just had this little twang, and I was like, "Oh shit, here we go!" And had had the like really grippy, good turns at the bottom where I'd been struggling with keeping tires on the beat all week. And I was like, "Oh shit!" Felt a bit soft. Here we go, just like coasting it down, trying to go fast where I could, and not roll the damn tire off the rim or just detonate this rim. And I get to the bottom, and I was like, and they're like, "Yeah, you won!" And I was like, "Sick!" You went slower than Polly. I was like, "I don't care. We just we did it." Like, yeah, yeah, fucking. Who <laughs> cares about time? Like, it's done. You're done enough. It's in the past now. Yeah. Um. Yeah, exactly. So, I know Sam. Sam Hill runs a looser spoke, so that like the risk of rolling tire off rim doesn't happen. Is that a thing? Is that something that you guys talk about um, or think about? Is that a actual? Is that a real theory? It varies between carbon and alloy. <laughs> okay. Um. It is a thing. There are people out there who glue their tires onto the rim still. Um, and then they do three runs on it, cut the hub out, throw the whole thing out. Yeah, right. Know, because it's no longer good to them. It's no longer at that 100% they need it. Um, you know, I wouldn't say we've, we've ventured too far down that rabbit hole yet. But because, you know, we mostly run carbon rims, you do tend to run a, a harder tension because you can adjust the profile of the carbon rim itself. Yep. Ivan and just letting alloy flex. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. For us, well, what we, I think from what we sort of found that week was the more the spokes dropped tension, the more I was rolling tires because the rim would start to flex to a certain point and then it'd hit its like stiffness point or whatever, or the spoke had stopped flexing and then the tire already has started to move, if that makes sense. Yeah, the rim would high the side rim the tire so instead the tire of it just skidding. Just yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'd give it a flex mm, point and then bite and throw the tire off. Mm, yeah, yeah. That's well, wild, eh? So that must be a pretty common issue for the top-level riders, eh, just blowing fucking tires off? No. Uh, probably less so I, now, wouldn't you say, Alex? I, think I know, for anyone with a mechanic other than Alex. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, mate, I don't roll anything off. <laughs> straight, straight as an arrow going down the trail. So, Alex, a bit of a question for you. Um, have you got yeah. any tech tips, uh, especially for Baker, for, say, if you happen to have a bit of a mishap, to keep levers intact? <laughs> Fuck off. Like, any, any, any advice to strengthen them? <laughs> Fuck <or>? off, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> Well, 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 first of all, he's got to stay on his bike. Yeah. That's, that's number one. Because I can hear yeah. his bank account uh, crying, but Longy's laughing. Keeping you on your bike. Hang on, hang on. Let me, I'm, I'm writing <laughs> yeah. these down. Stay on bike. <laughs> yep. Next. <laughs> stay, stay on bike. Um, that's really all I got for you. Yeah. I mean, look, I'll, look, I'll be honest with you. I'll work on that for a bit and see how that goes yeah. for me because I never thought of that up until now. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually I stay on bike, but we're upside down going down a hill. Yeah, you're still attached. Dude, I done a track work at Nan up the other day. Change the upside down bit. Yeah, okay, rub upside down. If you're still going down the hill, you're probably all good. But if you go upside down down the hill, then you're probably in a bad. It's not till you're going down the hill and your heels are kicking you in the back of the head like fuck. I should have remembered his advice. (laughs) What about if you're in the start gate upside down already, Baker? (laughs) By the time you're at the end, you might be the right way up. Dude, I start off shit and then end good. I have fallen off the tailgate getting my bike off in the car park at the goat farm before. I shit you not. Jaws fucked up, threw the car straight back in the a bike, straight back in the car, got KFC and went home. I was done. <laughs> Fuck. That is a hell of a quote. Can we just get that? Yeah. <laughs> Slip the tailgate. the tailgate. Yeah, look, winning Cannonball is impressive, but I've done some stuff too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. So, I um. You managed to get to the KFC drive through with that crap. <laughs> I Uber eats it. <laughs> <laughs> to the car park. <laughs> yeah, to the car park, eh? <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, this oh, is a dude who's gone the wrong way. <laughs> so, so, Jackson, talk to us, mate. What does coming from Cannonball going into nas- national champs uh, do for your confidence in your, your sort of headspace going down to Tasmania? Like, surely, surely you're going down there confident or does it give you a pressure and an expectation? Uh, I think externally it probably gave me a bit of pressure. I think everyone, I turned up and everyone was like, you're going to be the one to like topple Troy this week. Like you're going to be the one, you're going fast, you're riding good. Like you're going to be the one to do it. And I think Alex does a really good job of kind of shielding me from that a little bit. And I kind of turned up and we have our own little group. Like we have some young kids that I help and I've kind of brought Alex in to help. And we stay with them. We don't stay in Medina. We stay out of it. Like we just do our own thing. Turn up to the track. Have our own tent. Yes. Stay away from external influences. Yeah. And and I turned up just feeling really good. Like I knew the bike was on point. I knew I was on point. I knew Alex just had everything sorted. Like we were in such a good spot. Yeah. And the biggest shift for me was I didn't turn up there. You know, everyone turns up to a race. Like yeah, yeah. Like I'm here to win. Whatever. I'd be happy if I got fourth, but I'm here to win, you know, like, yeah, you know, sick. Whereas, like, I turned up and it was like, if I didn't win, like, I turned up to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. Yeah, like, you're, you've, like you're coming off a win. Biggest shift for me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you, like, any other weekend, if you'd got second or third, like, you'd be so stoked. But, you know, coming off that yeah. cannonball run, you're going there going, shit, I'm, at this point in time, I am the man to beat. Yeah, well, it's like I'd come in come in years gone by and I was like, I'm going really good. I don't know what level I'm at, but there's a bunch of guys going fast. 
it's like I'd come off Cannibal where, you know, I'd kind of beaten them all. And it's like, all right, I'm on the level to win this. Like, this is me. I am I am here to win this race. Like, this is – I turned up looking at the sleeve. I didn't wait till after seeding and be like, all right, now I'm looking at the sleeve because apparently I'm going fast enough. Yep. And that was the biggest shift for me. And how do you um – like, how do you feel throughout your seating and race running that and, like, throughout the weekend where you're, you're feeling on? Really? Yeah, I'm pretty good at knowing when I'm, when I'm on and when I'm off. Yep. And I think I rang Dad after the first day of practice. We'd done three runs just learning where I was at. And I was like, I am, I am on. Like, yep. this is going to be good. Hitting your lines, hitting and your like, marks, just I, making your gaps and all that. Just felt confident on the track, felt comfortable. And there was – one, we kind of nicknamed it Money in the middle section. And I showed Alex the other day when we were riding. And there was this, well, let's be honest, it was pretty freaking stupid. It how was big this thing insane. was. I was like, no way. Like, <laughs> Kai and I had kind of, Kai actually pointed it out to me on track walk. He was like, do you reckon you could do that? And I was like, I just got a smile on my face. I was like, you fucking bet I'm going to hit that. That is on. I'm doing it. No questions asked. It's on. I did two practice runs and I was like, Tomorrow morning, I'm doing it. And like second run, absolutely annihilated a chain ring on a stump that I literally bottom bracketed to get over it, but I hit it. And I was like, all right, no one else is doing that. I am, this is, I'm on, this is it. So what was it like that a natural is, tree yeah. root gap or what? It was, it was an everything gap. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got? Can you have you got photos on your socials that we can look at later or something, or like GoPro run or something? No, you pinpoint no where there was no, there was no videos of it, no photos of it. I didn't want people knowing. Yeah, it right. Was, Area Fifty One yeah. shut those there videos was, down because it was like straight up alien shit. <laughs> you know when you're like going down and you're like you're in a train of people and you all stop and the train's four people long, maybe five. Yeah, it was like that length. Yeah, okay. Fuck, that's, and that's then, a good. And then, it was and in and off camber. It was, it was like, so you come out of like the lily pad bit everyone talks about and there's like split between two trees. You had to jump some roots across that got really slick because of the rain into this little pocket and you kind of jump out of this pocket over some more roots into this like natural kind of roller and then yep. there was a natural roller that kind of lulled down and then there was like another one that dropped down to this big rut and then there was kind of a flat traverse. And so you kind of look at it and you're like, yeah, yeah, there's three rollers, whatever. And you hit it and you hit the first one, jump in. And as soon as you take off for the actual gap, the like the landing opportunity you've got looks like it's about, I don't know, 400 mil wide. Yep. And you land and it's about 50 mil either side too narrow for your feet to land and not hit a stump. Yuck. So you're, you're, like, you're threading the needle. Threading the needle at about 10 metres at doing like 55 kilometres an hour with a rut that's about, if you've got a two and a half tyre on, it's maybe three inches wide and you've got to carry speed into a long traverse into another turn that if you lose, you lose the race. So what do you reckon the gain was though? (laughs) I don't know. No one else hit it to find out. Yeah, okay. Yep. It was like one of those ones where it was like I almost pushed myself more to do it because I had to work so hard for the bit coming into it yep. that I would commit to shit above it harder. Yeah, so you were getting the entry so, so fast. 
it, it elevate your whole yeah, track speed and I was type so thing. Pumped from getting getting it good that I was carrying so much more speed in the section out of it. It was like it probably wasn't the, the gap itself if you take the like five minutes before it and five minutes after it probably wasn't faster. Yep. But my whole split around it and that whole sector would have been two or three seconds quicker purely because I hit that one thing that was the same speed. Yeah, the the setup and, and the exit speed. The risk. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So Cannonball yeah, you've got a killed me a few times. You got a dirty big check for that big sucker. Do you get prize money for nationals? <laughs> no. <laughs> you don't? Um, no. There was a little bit last year from what I was told. I wasn't on the podium last year. And I think it's a, a, a Oz cycling policy now that because they can't uh, – I don't know the reasoning. What I understand so far from what I've heard is that because it can't be given evenly across all disciplines, it's not given at all, is my understanding. But I don't know the actual reasoning behind it. So no money um, for a nation's best races no, basically. in our highest risk sport? No. Yeah. Oz cycle, pull your yep. fucking head in. The <laughs> <laughs> man has spoken. Yeah, there's like there's there's really two schools of thought for it. There's, there's one where it's like, yes – we should be paid because it's gnarly and, you know, we're, we're paying entry. No one gets a free entry and we're paying to be there and all that sort of stuff. But at the same time, it's like you go there not looking to win money. Like you go to Cannibal if you wanted to win money. You go yeah. there because – It's a national champ. You want that jersey. This guy. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like yeah, it's kind of funny that they were both fell weekends apart because they're two polar, polar opposite events. Yeah, I still think uh, elite men and elite women should be getting something. Yeah, 100%. There's a lot of money going into it. Was, it was kind of funny because we all thought we were getting it because the juniors got a couple of prizes, but they won like a set of knee pads. Or so you didn't, get a, you didn't get a free tyre and a couple of stickers? No, nah, mate. <laughs> Fucking dirty dogs. <laughs> I, 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 I was running low on them. I brought some Empire Stubbies over. I should have thrown them out, out to the elite. Stubbies are stubby holders because that oh, could yeah, be two I, different I injuries. Oh, actually, shout out to Baxter. I want to. I actually still owe him for that. I haven't paid him yet. I'm just going to say that I won one of his t-shirts. Yeah, what? What does that give you? Some t-shirts? He, oh, he, he's got he got some t-shirts like made with like his logos and stuff like some merch. Yep. And I forgot to pay him, so I'll just say that I won that because <laughs> I beat him. So uh, you yeah. got him, mate. <laughs> yeah. A, win, a win's a win. Eddie deals a deal. Hey. <laughs> so <laughs> did so. Connor is obviously he's our current national champ, but you got Man, him at cannon. Shout out to Connor. Yeah, you got him at yeah, uh, can- cannonball. Eh? He came second at cannonball. Yep. So you guys are tit yep. for tat at the moment, eh? Yeah, we were kind of joking after the race that I might have to go find another race that he's at, like one of the World Cups or something, and go. We'll settle it. Oof, it's on. But I'm a little little scared too because he's just. Riding so good at the moment. I'm so pumped for him at the moment. He's killing it. Um, it's that, Australia's in such a healthy position for gravity mountain biking. Yeah, I think it's something that not many people have been talking about. Like, we're taking. I'm taking Alex to a victory round this weekend, and he'll get to see. But like, down on the east coast at the moment is going off. Like, we've had two victory rounds so far, and they've sold out in an hour. About Fuck. 300 riders capped with massive weight lines after that. And then there's like 
85 or 90 riders in under 17s alone. Yes. I love that shit. Mountain bike is going like, off in Australia. I think. Holy shit. At the first one, at the first one at Mount Fuller, there was like 190 riders of 300 were under the age of 18. Yes. That's so the sick. future's bright. It's, it's coming yeah, through. Absolutely. Um, so, are these clubs yeah. in Victoria? Are they private entities, or are they all clubs like over in our, in over in WA? Uh, uh, they're all clubs. It's, it's very similar to how we, you know, well, yeah, how it's kind of run in WA. I mean, you've got your one, got your Peel District that does your does your downhill, and then yep. you've got Victorian Downhill Series that does downhill, and you've got all your little clubs in between that. Like you could be part of the Calamunda Mountain Bike Collective or the Fat Tire Flyers over there, you know, it's, it's very, very similar. Like you just That's a whole big team, mate, the Fat Tire Flyers, eh? It's a huge one. It's been going for ages. Is that, what's that, just a, like, like a random group that's called themselves a club and, and that type thing? No, nah, like- they used to, they, they used to run this event every, it was every Thursday, then it went to every second Thursday, like especially in summer because it'd be Daylight Savings in Victoria where you'd pay 20 bucks for your shuttles and a hot dog at the end and you'd just do shuttles until dark. So like they would run their own stuff like that. They still run club days as well out at places like Narbathon. Um, mm. It's kind of like, I guess, yeah, like for lack of a better description, like Calamunda Mountain Bike Collective running their own programs out at Mount Gungeon. Yeah, just way not as gay. <laughs> yeah, exactly, just with an actual hill. Yeah, Rog. I like that shit. That's cool. <laughs> I'll froth that. Yeah. Uh, the Victor Edge series is killing it. They are doing so good. They're like little crew who runs that does such a good job. Like they're all, like, they're all like volunteers. They're just there's two, two or three families that have been running it for years and they just kill it. Yep. They do it because they love it and they do such a good job. They're really good people and you can see that they're killing it like that. If anyone in Dutch way is keen for downhill, and you get an entry to one of those things, it is well worth it. They are sick events. Yeah, it's I'll have to come yeah. rustle some feathers, it's eh? Like, rustle some feathers, snap some leaves. It's almost coming leaders, to yeah. nationals and stuff. Just head to the VDHS series from WA if you want to race some, some downhill. Yeah, Cannibal, VDHS, if you could do those in two weeks, in two weekends, you would get hectic two weeks of downhill racing. That'd yeah, that's sick. sick. I like that. So, um... Moving on from the so so you got a couple of local state series races. We don't have a national series anymore, do we? No, no, we don't. We no, that's um, that got scrapped years ago. Um, They've got that like that series, like the the tiered series event. Yeah, like, like bronze and silver, and, silver and to get and yeah. qualification and <laughs> no, nothing come of that either. Yeah, why, why did they scrap well, it? I think we had different controlling body. True, because like by the no, no by the looks of it now, like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> by the looks of it now yeah. and how the scene's going, it looks like they could easily run one with the amount of people. But yeah, but they don't really need to. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be nice to have one though. Yeah, I, I, don't I don't know. Know. guess it just comes down to what clubs and councils and stuff are wanting to pay to have these events, and sometimes the people wanting to organize these events. Yeah, I think it predominantly it's manpower, right? Too much. Mm. I mean, yeah. that, I think there's two ways of doing it. I think like Oz Cycling, it has to be a money-making venture, and so they need money to run it. And then, so then the, the club running it doesn't make very much, so it's kind of harder for the volunteer force to really want to do it. Whereas like a Vic Series or like what you guys run over there or something like that, they're 
they don't need as much money to run the event because there's a much smaller crew, much less going on, so they can afford to give the clubs heaps more. So yep. it's like the clubs have more want and drive to do it. Yeah, 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 yep. Uh, how are you like adjusting to the Oz Cycle regime and change from MTBA and all that? Um, it hasn't really made any difference to us. I think you had a little bit of trouble getting your mechanics, uh, your uh, license for. That's because he rounded a fucking yeah. Allen key bolt, though. <laughs> <laughs> he failed the physical yeah, line. As long as, 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 as long as the pressures in decimals, mate, doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Um, does it make yeah, – so um, is there any sort of process that makes it difficult or anything like that for international guys or getting on, like, national teams and stuff like that? At the moment, we're working through a few issues. Well, not issues, some some concerns, should we put it, of the kind of elite and under-19 riders with the world selection. I think it was just cobbled in with – a couple other disciplines and quite last minute with a big change of change of leadership after the Olympics and, and what the Olympics was. So I think that kind of got lost in the middle and we're kind of working through that. I've actually got a meeting with them next week to discuss that. What, downhill um, in particular? Yeah, yeah. I think, I don't know what other sports have been dealing with, but downhills was, was quite, just in, in some of the wording, some of the events that were chosen and some of the things, it, it just... It obviously hadn't. It, it had been written by someone who was a non-mountain biker, kind of looking at, at the sport from the outside. Um, so obviously, those in the sport have said, "Well, no, we need this to be changed so that it's fair for everybody." And yep. there's a bunch of people who have come in and didn't know that of the policies around World Cups and the COVID protocols last year and the year before, and, and just a lot of miscommunication. But the fact that we're able to reach out, have discussions, have these things and have a meeting next week about it is already better than MTBA was. That's super promising, eh? Yeah, which is, is really good for us. Like, it's, It was interesting because it's like, for me, it's really encouraging. Obviously, everyone else is, we're all really annoyed about it because we have to go through it, but it's encouraging because we, we can go through it and it's not just a talking about a brick wall. Yeah, it's not a blanket, no, this is how it is, deal with it. They're like, okay, sorry, you know, well, we're open to discussions. What do we need to make this better? And it, it, it might not happen overnight, but if it's something that um, the elite riders can discuss and better, that's always a good thing. Anyone who's yeah. open to listen is always and, a good thing. Uh, yeah, and, like, there was a, a much bigger contingent of higher-end cycling staff at national champs, but a mountain bike national champs than I've ever seen. Like we had head of high performance there who I was having discussions with about the criteria. There was a couple of board members, all the, the heads of mountain bike, the mountain bike kind of arm of it was all there and everything like that. So it, it is really encouraging. I think it's taken them a few years to kind of get on top of what they need, where they need to be and what people expect and, and like the entry system and, and just yeah. bugs. But And really working with the riders is, is key, you know, to yeah. you know, make everyone happy, essentially. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, without the riders, the sport, the revenue, all that stuff goes out the door, so it's priority number one. Exactly. Mm. If you don't, if you can't keep it, if the riders aren't uh, happy to be a part of it, essentially, or feel welcome to be a part of it, um, then it all just falls apart. But there's, there's uh, a silver lining, like there's a, 
there's, you know, uh, opportunity for change, which seems like a good thing. So we'll see what comes of it, eh? Have to put it down in the wood, there's shit happening. Yeah, boy. That's all right. That's what we need. <laughs> shit, get, shit getting done. There's levers going everywhere. <laughs> yeah. People falling right. out of trays in the, for now, this time in the Macca's car park. Dead. Hey, Alex. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck happened to Troy at Nationals? What happened to Troy? Yeah. Um, um, Bin chicken day. If you're asking me, from my perspective, um, I think Jackson knows a lot better, but he was riding a bike incredibly fast and just one of one of the off-camber, uh, essentially, corners, the section is this little rut that you, that you sort of hook into and get out. And from what we could see, front wheel just missed the rut and then he fell fell down essentially. Dirty old tuck fronter. He did it. Super high speed. speed. Shit went wrong. Yeah, shit went wrong. Like he was hooking through yeah, that section. Eh? Is, is that one of the fastest sections of the track? Like through the woods, like through the trees. Without doubt, it's definitely the fastest bit in the trees. Yeah, that's nuts. Definitely. And it's it's off camber. There's a couple of turns in it, and it's like the bike never settles. It's constantly digging in and out. Yeah, like you could see, like knees were out, like bike was un- rear wheel was unsettled, like he was just hooking through it, and then it's just gone, like the front's washed, and he's just hit so hard, which is never oh, never good to see. It's so fast. <laughs> I'm delivering drinks. Yeah. <laughs> we're watching you guys like nodding at each other, like dicks are out. It's all, <laughs> it's all going on. But, um, yeah, I um, yeah, I think from what I saw, I was doing the same line, and, and I don't know, I don't know exactly what was going on, but right where he crashed, there was a, a little shelf that was literally just a tire width, and if you just kind of came at it at slightly the wrong angle, or slightly the wrong, or a bit too fast as you would in a race running, it looks like he just missed it, but. Yeah, it sucks. Again, that's just from seeing photos and stuff. I don't actually know what he was doing through there. So you would have been able to analyse it pretty well, Baker, with the amount of experience tuck in front you've had. Yeah, but not of that. Speeds, man. Yeah, true. Yeah, that's <laughs> proper wild, man. It was like when you saw him go down, yeah. like, oh, that's a leg, that's a leg, done. See you yeah. later. Yeah, especially because, like, oh. yeah, there unfortunately was a kid on the. Uh, on the weekend that, that did break his femur as well. Oh. So that was definitely a leg. Fuck. You know, when they say go and Actually, break a leg. Actually, shout out to that good. He was a good He was a good sport. He had his phone in his pocket and he was sending kids, like one of the guys I was with, Snapchat on the green whistle with him, like resetting his femur. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this thing's fucking sick. Yeah, what a weapon. Fuck, yeah, he, 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 was he like only got the green whistle. Instagram Pookie. stories of shit of them like walking him out and stuff like that and taking selfies and posing with a whistle and stuff. Like He was... He took it like a champ. Oh, man. Yeah, but his Snapchat story I mean, would have been sick. As much sick. of a champ as he could. <laughs> yeah. That's wild. So what are your plans yeah. for this year? Are we we're just like, uh, obviously, we live in a different world now than we have in years past. Now that yeah. there's a world war going on. Um, yeah, now that bats exist. <laughs> yeah, and now, <laughs> now that, that world wars exist. Um, I think it's actually probably changed a little bit in the last few weeks. I think now the pace is so high. I'm kind of considering doing a few more World Cups than I'd originally planned. Yep. Uh, probably won't be a full series, um, but maybe a couple more. I think I've, I'm definitely at three, and then it might turn into four, maybe five, but um, I don't know. I'm definitely a bit three, full crankwork season. Yep. Um, the kind of the aim of this year when I was putting 
my program together was to get back to a full World Cup schedule in 23. Yep. Like I raced my last World Cup in 2019. So it's like the pace has progressed. Everything's progressed in two years when I haven't been. Yep. So the aim is to kind of do a couple, work out where the pace is, work out where I'm lacking, what I need to do, where I need to be at, hopefully kind of put a few good runs down and put together a good support package to really do it right in 23. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. And then hit Crankworks because those ones, they, they pay really well for one thing and they're really, really good fun. Like yep. You get to ride a lot of bikes, a lot of events, all that sort of stuff. It's like a cannibal style event. Yeah, yep, yep. When do the World Cup start? <clears throat> the oh, week geez. after Oceana's. Late yeah, like, yeah, like, Four four weeks time from now, actually, is the yeah. first round. Oh, so you said four, yeah, four or five weeks. weeks yeah. Again, wasn't it? yeah, is it? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, they're going to be in, in the snow. You have to finalise your plan pretty quickly then, if you're in four weeks, and get a bit of an idea. Yeah, they better pack their pack their skis and spikes. Eh? Yeah, once like they're done on the bottom, it's like <laughs> just north of Toulouse in France, is like middle of middle of the country, I think. Like not south, warm France, like cold, snowing. Like proper Could snow, horrendous. Yeah. yeah. Has it snowed at a World Cup before? Oh, oh yeah. Remember World Champs, uh, twenty twenty. Leo Gang, it was snowing at the top for race. Oh, at the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Actually, Fort William in twenty fifteen, we got very, mm. very close. That was that was the only time we've ever cancelled a qualifying or anything at a World Cup, as far as I can remember. That'd be so greasy, eh? That day was particularly shit. They couldn't. They couldn't run practice because they had to pull marshals off for fear of hypothermia every half an hour. Oh, they couldn't get enough people to hell. volunteer. Yeah, yeah right. shit. What are so yeah, what volunteering for that? What are the three that you're going to get to that you know of? Uh, Lear Gang. Yep. And then the two North American ones, so Saint Anne and Snowshoe. Yep. Do they are they close to each other? Like close as, as far as timings concerned? Well, Lear Gang's right before the Austrian Crankworks. Yep. So that kind of makes that one a, a trip and gets package, like yep. a good bit out. Yeah. And then my uh, girlfriend lives in Kamloops. So she's in Canada in BC. Yep. And so I'll go there after that and do some of their summer series and kind of keep tuning up on downhill and all the other bikes. And Plenty like of that. tuning and riding, yeah. Yep. And then, <laughs> then do St. Anne and Snowshoe. Yep. And then uh, Whistler Crankworks come back and then go from there. Fuck Don't know yeah. if we can talk about the rest of the events yet. Yeah, like really going to have to play it by year, eh? Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, do you know of that event that we're supposed to be at is announced yet, Alex? Are we allowed to talk about that one yet? Yeah, you are. I don't think so. I think we got an email yeah, today I saying it were. Think- <laughs> 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 you can just add it in, but, but bleep it when we say it. Yeah, if you if you promise to do the bleeper, then maybe we'll mention it. But we um we, we can't talk about one event just yet. I'm so conflicted right now. <laughs> it's like you've let me we'll in under you, the we'll shirt, but the bra's not coming off, eh? Yeah, pretty we'll much. You, we'll I'm, just, you later. I'm, ju- I'm just showing you my underboob. Yeah, it. yeah, a bit of side boob, <laughs> eh? Fuck. It's all I need, man. It's all I need. We can tell you off, but we we probably can't make it public just yet. We might get in trouble. Ah, fuck. Uh, Drink up, man. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So 
What <laughs> What is your favorite World Cup track? Andorra. Yep. And, yeah. And uh, yeah. is that just the no the track, question. the spot, the everything, or? Oh, the place is sick. The pits are sick. Um, the track is ludicrously fast while being stupidly steep and gnarly and tech. Like, it's so much fun. It's so much fun. You kind of do like 30 or 40 seconds, I think that first split is, something like that. Mm. And then you kind of cross this bridge, which is the road. And there's a really shitty left, kind of interesting right. You go along this next bridge and then it just drops off. It's like, I think the average speed of the second split is like 50 kilometers an hour or something like that. And you're never in a straight line. It's never flat. And there's roots and trees everywhere. Like it's wild, but it's so much fun. Yeah. So it's just the whole, the whole experience, the riding, the pits, the atmosphere and all that. Yeah. It's a sick place in the valley. So. Yeah. It's awesome. Is it? It's actually quite fun because like if I've got brake pads to bed in, for instance, the pits are at the top of the track. And it's twenty minute ride ish uh, to get down to the gondola and then just get back up. So you're like, oh, I got some brake pads to bed in. I'll just go down the hill for twenty minutes and get the gondola back up. <laughs> We're all good to go. See, that was it's me. By the time I got to the bottom, I need new pads <laughs> and, and levers. Yeah, <laughs> and levers. Yeah. Can't bed in pads with no levers. And KFC would be on its way. Really. Flatting water every tire too. Yeah. yeah. We actually uh, rode that. Rode, I actually rode down that once in a in a slight hailstorm. That was quite fun. Yeah, going down the road doing sixty five with a hailstorm. Oh, that'd oh, <laughs> be stinging. <laughs> Getting roost on a mountain bike. Oh, and oh, it, it hurt, but you had to get it done. Oh, dedicated mechanic. I like that shit. Um, so is that something that you're going to be aiming uh, for this year? Like, see how you go, or like, <clears> like that's where you said the only one that I'd add. That'd be the first one that I'd add. Yeah, it all works out to add more that would probably be the first one that I would add and is it subject to time time money and all those other things or is it just restrictions of travel and all that yeah time support who's going to be around like I'm not 25 yet so I can't rent a car so like there's someone around to travel with like it it kind of comes under a lot, of, a lot of things that fall into place <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised around there you go yeah. to fly into Milan airport you'd probably find one or two just running at the side of the van yeah donkey with a card <laughs> in or something like that <laughs> Yeah, throw it in, so good to go. It, it definitely falls under a few things, but I'm probably a fair bit more motivated than I was two weeks ago to make those things fall into place. So we'll just we'll see what happens. Yeah, so sort of stick to the plan of restructure for next year, but also you're a little bit got a bit of wind under your sails now. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, my love of riding bikes has turned into ultimately I just want to race I love racing I love everything that's about it I love the processes I love everything that, that goes into it and I love racing because I get to go stupidly fast all the time so it's kind of hard for me to turn down an opportunity to do that now is that <laughs> if it falls into place is that all forms of racing or you're a downhill boy through and through oh yeah definitely downhill through and through but like I'm into cars and boats and like anything that I can go fast on and mostly has an engine except for, for bike. I'm pretty much into. So you're not you're not, not into motos. Tommy comes around because <laughs> oh. we're just ca- we're just casually going two 
two big on the, or sometimes even three wide on the jet ski, going oh, yeah. what, 100, 110 across the lake. <laughs> blokes on blokes, eh? Hey? No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've been no, three wide on the lake before. There weren't any jet skis, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No good. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, That's all well and good till you run out of lake, eh? Yeah, you don't want to do that. So, are you are you into motos at all? I'm I'm really into watching them. I have one, but I really don't ride. I'm spent that long riding bikes where the the grips don't move that I find it very very easy to get whiskey and be really really (laughs) sketchy. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm feeling you. Straight straight into the sideline fence. Yeah, I'm feeling you. <laughs> um, I love I love watching Supercross. Like I am addicted to Supercross. Now you're a, you're a K Rock '94 fan, aren't you? I have been, but it's kind of yeah. He's <laughs> switching to El no, Hombre. He's not, he's not anymore. I've I've been a massive Kenny fan for a long time. Him and AC, but they're just letting me down. Oh like, man, I read it. Just let me down. I read it in an interview a long time ago. I love the style. I read in an interview a while ago that you um you looked up to him a fair bit, like Ken Roxon, like he's bounced back from injuries and all that sort of stuff. And I'm thinking that bloke needs to get in contact with you for some inspiration. You're riding a hell of a lot better really than that bloke. Him. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Kenny. Oh, oh. No, he's, he's, he was pretty, oh, he was pretty on form at A1. I was pretty pumped. At the yeah, start the, of the dude, that was the first race. Yeah, yeah like – uh, well, I'm trying to look for positive. <laughs> yeah, I like I'm, I like it, but I was a K Rock fan too. But I'm done. Yeah, I've been been one from yeah, years. Know, eh, I'm, but... I'm kind of into if it's like it's kind of coming down to like Anderson, Tomac, and like Sexton. And of those three, I'm most into Anderson. Yeah, same. Yeah, I yeah. love the like hang it out, jersey untucked, like, team yeah, team fried baby. The yeah, table's lifted on Blair's yeah. in now. They're thinking um, about Hombre. Yeah, yeah. El Hombre. Oh, just the jersey untucked. Yeah. Yeah, boy, fuck yeah. That, eh? who, who, just, who's your pick to take uh, the season out? Who do you reckon? Four fifties. Four fifties. From this, from this point. I, I reckon. I, I reckon is going to come in with the late game to just school everyone. But I'm still putting down Stewart for his first win this season. Yeah, yeah, big yeah. time. I'd for like sure. to say that. But uh, don't don't count out uh, Paul Webb either. He's oh, coming. Paul, he's switched on, isn't <laughs> he? He's coming back. Oh, he, <laughs> he said, mention well, me last week. Web out at this point. Nah, yeah. you can't. We'll Best off-season yet. <laughs> so, as soon as you count Web out, that's where he fucking, he just goes, what up, motherfuckers, I'm back. It's, I know. Well, I'd like to see him win, so I'm going to start counting him out and hoping that it works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, who are we talking about, Paul? Yeah, I Paul think, Webb. I think... Um, Paul Webb. <laughs> that's actually his real, that's his real name, eh, is Paul Webb. And Cooper oh, is his, go. and Cooper's his, uh, I mean. Middle name, yeah. Yeah, Cooper's his middle name. Oh, there you go. Same as uh, Adam Cincerello. Uh, Adam Cincerello's real name is Michael Cincerello, but his middle name's Adam. Okay, that's bullshit. No, no. true as God. <laughs> true as God. Yeah, the Yanks, really? yeah, yep. Yanks love the middle name for some reason. Yeah, they, yeah, it's very weird, isn't it? If anyone's got the moto facts here, it's definitely wobbles. Yeah, big time. <laughs> <laughs> That's like mine. My middle name's well, I think like, at this point, if I was in America, I'd be Big Pop Baker. I reckon it must be. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no? We've seen, we've seen it. Yeah. 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 You had Big Cock yeah. Baker. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck knows where you got that name yeah. from. Oh. Yeah. Barely there, Baker. <laughs> <laughs> Barely there, Baker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, leg- I'm, legitimate, I'm legitimately 9% Chinese, so it's okay. <laughs> It's, I can blame genetics. 
Oh, Let's get him oh. genetics. Nah, but anyway. You tell him you're still in the oven trying to bake. Yeah. <laughs> Waiting for it to rise. <laughs> 43 degrees and it's still not rising. It's not going to happen, eh? <laughs> so, boys, um, we'll, we'll move right along from that talk. Um, how'd you how'd get together? How'd you meet? How'd the dynamic duo right, get together? Want, you want to tell a story? Or should I tell a story? I'll, tell a story. I'll take charge. I don't remember this Yeah, story. go on. Um, if he doesn't remember, that's always had some of alcohol. He's obviously so pissed the first somewhere. time we met. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what was it? It was, it was, it was Borbor. No, not Borbor. Mount Buller, VDHS or Nationals. Oh, I do remember. Anyway, now. anyway, Jackson had a, he had a smoked wheel, and he I came like up to me that weekend, and he's like, "You're probably the only person I I trust here to make this last me one more run, get it done." And I did, and I can't remember if you won, got second, I can't remember. I probably um, got second. I always get freaking second. Yeah, but, but anyway, got the wheel fixed and got down the hill, and yeah, and then it sort of just was a bit of a radio silence for then. Well, you just and buy then, your phone like, is he going to call me back? <laughs> I thought we hit it off. Me, yeah, he, yeah. He, bought me, he bought me an expensive spaghetti dinner, and I'm just waiting for a call back now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> And then, like, I guess, like, 2000 and coming into the 2018 season. Yeah, it would have been 18. Like, a couple of, yeah, a couple of selected races. Um, I got the opportunity to join Jackson at a couple of World Cups. And so they just it kind of worked out there. really, really good. Yeah. Because, like, like we had kind of become, well. It was Leah Gang and, what was up to Leah Gang? And, no, no it was Paul William Leah Gang. Oh, Fort William Lear gang, yeah. And then then World Champs and Lenza Hyde. Yeah. It kind of worked yeah. out because we had become pretty good friends at that point. Or like we'd, we'd, we'd gotten to be friends enough to know that if we had to be with each other in Europe for a while, we wouldn't kill each other. Yep. Yeah. And so I was doing my own program and I knew I was going to have to travel with some people and I knew this was going to have to happen and da, 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 da. And I was like, well, I had a little bit extra and – Mum and dad couldn't come, so I didn't really have anyone who I could like rent with or bed with or room with, or like I just couldn't get anyone to come. So dad's like, Well, if you've got to bring someone over, like rather than bring someone that's not going to be any use, bring someone that's going to like help you and it's going to be a good, good person to be with. And it's like, Well, the first person to come up was Alex. And so I hit him up at like Threadbow and he's like, Yeah, I've actually already got a flight, like I was planning to go to World Champ. Like, sweet, well, you keep that, and then I'll keep your accommodation, and then sweet. And yeah, it, it, it all just worked, worked out. out well. So, yeah, it was, yeah. So, what was, what was your career trajectory, Alex? Like, how, when, because I just knew that you were like, you know, fixing bikes in Perth at races at Peel, and then you just don't, dis- don't ask him this because then he'll realize that I probably held him back. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, guess, I, guess, I guess it's so funny. I'll start with. It's weird that I've come back to Perth in the last two years and everything's different. Like I, I rocked up till Peel round and I knew, knew, I knew nobody for like an hour and a half. Um, it was real weird. So like back in 20, well, I think my first race was like Tom's crossing in like 11. So I'd race downhill and then I was like, you know what? I kept on getting last and under 19, so I went, I'm better at fixing bikes. 
and riding bikes. So let's see where that takes me. Did all of that, worked in various shops back and forth around Perth. Um, got a few shops I worked for at the time to sponsor the series. Just honestly would fix bikes for free at the races. Like it would just make me happy having people riding their bike at the race. And then I, and then I spoke to some, um, I want to take it further. Spoke to some influential people in Perth, such as, um, Tony Davis. Um, he had done it all. And I also got a chance to speak to, at the time, Stevie Stiff, Stevie Smith's mechanic, Nigel Reeve, spoke to NS Dynamics. And I spoke to them and both of their advice was leave Perth. <laughs> like, I think that's everyone's advice. Yeah. yeah. Leave Perth, go over east, and go from there. I went, all right. So uh, got a got a job opportunity and a good shop over there at the time. Um, got a chance to pretty much manage a VDHS team for four seasons. Um, did all of that. And, yeah, and then it all just sort of led to, you know, me just going all to Vic rounds, Cannonball, National rounds, Nationals, all of that just as like running or partially running a team and helping out also whoever was at the races. And then obviously Jackson approached me. And that was the really really first time. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, it worked out really good for both of us because just after what well, no, just after Len, the last World Cup, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. In, I was watching Lear Gang. Around there, yeah. Oh, that one of them. I don't know. I don't remember. We're in Lear Gang for some reason. And Connor and Maddie, oh. who's the team manager for Kona, were there at the time. And I'd kind of had the off conversation with Maddie about riding for him the following year on Kona. And he's like, well, we're sort of looking for a mechanic. What do you think of Alex? And I was like, if you don't hire him, someone else will. Like, just do it. Yep. And so it's like, so then it, it all sort of fell into place where I kind of had a bit of a deal with him. And I think Alex had the same sort of deal where we were like, we were working for him and I was riding for him, but we weren't really official until we did something really cool. And then it kind of went off that I had a couple pretty good results in Australia at the start and so Depel was able to help us more yep. and it all just kind of fell into place from there really I think it was after your 25th at World Champs or something like that yeah 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 like that's a pretty really good result like like damn 25th in the world at the moment like pretty wild that's epic so, yeah privateer days yeah um, so yeah, 25th was a privateer do you still yeah that's wild do you still um, ride like with Kona? No. no. So currently, first of all, like DePel was really good to me. He helped me out a lot and I have a lot of respect for DePel and he's helped Alex out a lot as well, which I'm forever grateful for because as someone who respects Alex so much, it's cool to see him being respected. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yep. Um, but this year I'm kind of piecing together my own program based on stuff that I really want to do and around the events I want to do. Yep. So we're still, I've got another phone call, another two or three phone calls tomorrow and I should have contracts sorted next week and we'll be able to do some official talk, but pretty cool shit coming. Yeah, right. What, bike sponsors, gear sponsors, all that sort of stuff? 
I'm gear sponsors. I'm had um, I'm Darko through and through. Yeah, yeah, yep. You've been with them for ages, eh? Uh, would have been since actually started in Kona. So it would have been since nineteen. Nineteen, yeah, yeah. Yeah, since then started nineteen. Yeah, so yeah, actually been with them for a while now. Yep. And um, yeah, you got that, we, were, yeah. we were just fixing your bike out to the back of the out pit in the expo area in Fort William. In this little, when we weren't supposed to be there, <laughs> in this little meter and a half by meter and a half cube we had for ourselves in the back of the expo area. <laughs> yeah, the, I was riding for Lee at the time, and they were and the marketing manager at the time was really cool, and he happened to be out there from Poland, and he had driven his van out, and I was like, "Can I just store my bike box full of spares and stuff in your van every night so we don't have to cut it in?" It's like, yeah, we've got a little bit of extra pit space out the back, but like where the next company's trailer isn't parked. Do you want it? I was like, I mean, sure. Like, there's <laughs> enough for a bike stand. I mean, I'm sure it'll be something better than what we were going to do. Yeah, a bought, plan. Bought, bought a bike stand, got it delivered to the accommodation, and yeah, that was it. Yeah, I think I paid 50 bucks for that bike stand off Chain Reaction and <laughs> got it delivered there, and then it somehow survived in random people's vans all the way to World Chance, and I think I gave it to a photographer because I didn't have any cash on me at the time to pay him for the photos he gave me. <laughs> yeah, it's a bike stand, eh? I probably would take the bike stand. Yeah. <laughs> um, Your photos are sick. I can't pay you. Here you go. Yeah. Working, but here you go. <laughs> yeah. What was it like riding for the GT Junior team? That would have been pretty rowdy, eh? That was wild. Yeah, that was, that was my first experience of what, factory team can be and should be and is and like that was that was crazy to me and I looking back at it now I was so so naive that I probably didn't take advantage of a lot of it yep. and I think but I think I don't look I don't regret any of it because it's made me want to take advantage of everything I get every opportunity I possibly can now because that was so wild to me. Because that was you a f- I mean? real formidable team, eh? That was like Win Masters, Brooke McDonald. Um, who else was on that? Sam Dale. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sam Dale. Uh, <clears throat> we had Annika and Annika Bitt and Rachel Strait. And that was kind of the factory, the race team. Yep. And then, um, yeah, and we were, you know, we were on Factory Shimano, we were on Fox, we were on. Schwalbe, we had like all the, we had really good gear, everything was sorted and all that. And from day dot, we were just having issues with random crap constantly going wrong. Like, I think we had, if we had four riders at a World Cup season, we must have had, oh, there were seven races that year. And if we had 20 opportunities for a race run down, we got like 19 flat or a broken wheel. It was ridiculous. Yeah, okay. Just, couldn't make any of it work. We, we've since worked out why, but well, I've worked out why since. But um, and yeah, what, was, what was the reasoning? Um, we were trying some things with the bike that we thought was the right direction. Yep, that weren't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it just went the wrong way but, um, down a rabbit hole trying to chase something out of the bike. Yeah, pretty much. We we'd come off. 
the Athens had come off it, and I think G had won a World Cup or two the year before when we got on that bike. So I was like, yeah, it's a World Cup winning bike. And I'd ridden it before. I'd ridden it the year before on a completely different sponsor package, but the same sort of bike. And so I was like, yeah, like I'd, done, like I'd podium a couple of World Cups my first year junior, my very first World Cup, first year junior, first race, podium to world champs, top, I think my worst result was like seventh that year except for one crash. And so I was like, yeah, like, it's all good. And then I stepped up so much that I was having the same problems as the other boys. Yep. And then they were like, you know, Brooke had all this experience and Sam had all this experience and Wynn had this experience of, this is what it should feel like from all these other brands we've been riding, so let's try and make it do this. You know what I mean? Like, let's try and make it more progressive. Let's try and get more mid-stroke support. Let's try and do this. Let's try and do that. Yep. And then we fell so far down this rabbit hole that it turned what had been a solid package at the start of the year into a piece of shit when, if we had just been riding a stock bike. Yeah, and got used to the bloody bike. And then worked it out. Yep. But like, if we had got used to it with 40s on it and these rims and these tyres and these bars and just ridden it and not tried to change it all, I'm pretty certain it would have been a different story, but yeah, okay. we just went chasing things that weren't there. So now when you're doing like bike setup and stuff, do you kind of ride the stock bike for a bit to figure out how that bike rides and then you go changing things? Alex and I were discussing this and we were just having yeah. a discussion with Kai. <laughs> <laughs> I'm... I can be quite finicky. I think that's pretty fair to say to any goers. Yep. Yeah. In some ways. Yeah. Finicky, but very easy to figure out what we need to do. Like, it's it's never we we never keep chasing a rabbit hole. Like, it's like we've got five runs today to get it done, and we're going to get as close as we can in those five runs. Mm sort of thing at the moment and we're not going to keep chasing that rabbit hole up until you know qualifying or like last practice run before race because if you keep changing things at that point you know you don't have the time to get into it yeah yeah absolutely like getting on a brand new bike i very much fall under the get on it ride it as much as possible just do just put bulk amount of like from a moto point you can just be get on and just punch out motos just put hours on the bike and you don't know what you need to change until you know what the issues you want to fix are. Like, you could ride it for the first time coming off a Kona, going to a Mondraker, for example, just two random bikes. And, you know, a Kona you have to ride very off the back and very on top, so you have to ride it very slow in the rear, very hard front, very stiff wheels and a soft bar. And then when you want to try and stop it, I call it deploying the parachute. You dig your feet in, drop your heels, and just make your body as big as you possibly can. And then just slap the thing into a turn and hope it comes out. (laughs) Whereas you might go to another bike and, you know, you have to be really subtle with it and you have to, you have to, like, you have to be really wide, really focused on your setup. You have to get it into the holes and let it work rather than getting on top of them. You have to, you know, it's a different riding style for a different link and a different kinematic. So if I were to get on a Mondraker or a Commonsale or whatever and try and ride it like a Kona, I'd just fall down this rabbit hole of thinking this thing is a piece of shit. But if you take the time to learn that 
you have to dig into the holes and let the bike work and it, that it likes a softer rear wheel and it likes a harder front wheel and it likes the suspension harder but a bit quicker and the bars are too stiff and you want a softer tire pressure and all this stuff, yep. then the setup tends to come quite easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and that's those Alex water headaches. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we call them Alex problems. Yeah, we're like, we're, we're just lucky we're able to work together and get a solution quick, essentially. You know, like, yeah. we, don't, we don't yet have all of these awesome uh, measuring instruments, um, you know, your Standex, your motion systems, all, all of these all of these tools that you can use, we're yet to use, um, but for what we have, and I guess like your real basic old school way of twist these dials, pump that fork up, you know, we, we get it good. Yeah, absolutely. I well, think like well you get results. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I think like, that's really result. reassuring for us. Really reassuring for us from like from Cannonball, getting all those videos coming out of Cannonball from my race run and from practice and stuff like that. And, like Alex and I are both watching that frame by frame, and it's like the bike's working pretty good. And, like we're yeah, getting it's this behaving well. Hard. And yeah, yeah, like for me, it's a big front to rebound because I run my weight so far back. Yep. Like, Where like I am the definition of swinging off the back of it. <laughs> so the balance is good front to rear and especially in the rebound balance um, I can ride it yeah I think it would be such a good thing for you guys as well especially at your level is to be able to see how the bike handles um, when you're riding it obviously the way that you do like not every bike's going to handle the same with because um, everyone's got a different riding style some way some one way or another so I guess those sort of things would help you guys mm. dramatically especially on your side of things Alex yeah definitely like especially getting a lot of video feedback you can, you can just see, you know, how it goes, especially if you're only ever working with one rider or even two riders. So like you, you're all over everything they're doing. You can, you can just adjust what they need. You know, you could set, you could, let's, let's say for instance, when I'm building a bike or wheel, anything in the shop, giving it to a customer, you're giving it to the customer, you know, uh, factory recommended spec essentially so if anything goes wrong um manufacturing wise it'd be covered you know things like that but when you're working with one or two riders specifically you can really start to push boundaries with what you can and can't do yeah and, yep, what, yep. and where you find those limits of what you actually can do yeah yeah you go out those parameters yeah. of just standard spec and you can start really personalizing it and pushing it within whichever Definitely, direction like, it wants to go like definitely, like people will come in to this into the store and we'll get them really close, and definitely give them the right recommendations and stuff for suspension setup. But we're not out on the track with them. We haven't been travelling to all these tracks with them for the past four years. Yeah, yeah like you just don't know as much information. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, probably helps to have a yeah. mechanic that knows how to ride a pushy and understands how a bike works where if I went and did a push bike mechanic, I'd have no idea. Like, fuck. Yeah. Tires, tires are up. You're good, mate. Mm. Brakes. <laughs> yeah, you got levers. You got your levers on. Part of that for me, I'm really lucky, is because Alex understands how I ride and he understands, yeah. like, we've ridden the same tracks enough 
and he's seen what I do enough from outside that he knows that when I'm saying that it's doing this, he knows like, okay, so he's writing like this and it's doing this. Yeah, I see what he, like yeah, we kind of have this mutual understanding of what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like which, we, I don't have to spend and it's almost unspoken to too. Twenty minutes explaining what section yeah. and yeah. how fast it is and where I'm breaking and all that yep. bullshit. I can just say, yeah, I that's sick. This, so it's a sick this. dynamic between us. Yeah, it's like same yeah. as same as motocross. Like you see the mechanics, they they all say as long as they, you know. Me and you might not work together as good mechanic, but then you get me and Josh who fucking men good mesh together yeah, like a yeah. mate. And yeah, and it sounds like what these boys are like. Yeah. Be, you know, fucking, hey but, man, is doing this. I oh, no worries, I got you. Fucking, and then off you go. Speaking exactly. of meshing, speaking of meshing together, Jackson, uh, you and I are birds of a feather. You and I, we are. Where's this going? Yeah. <laughs> we are. We we both dabble in the uh, urban racing scene. God, do you K- do you KC oh, you containers go. as well? That's the only thing I can imagine. <laughs> you are you actually grace you grace us with your presence in 2015 for the Albany Urban, eh? Yeah, yeah, I was there. I uh, yeah, I was there. Yep. Um, that was actually the first week I met Geordie. That was oh the yeah, first week I met Geordie and Takara. He smoked me. Yeah, he's a bit Absolutely of a weapon. Destroyed me. Hometown hero. Yeah, well, I got told it was a downhill race. I turned up on a downhill bike, and I pulled up to the start of thing, and he was the fastest bike there, and he came up and said, oh, he says, what on earth are you riding? <laughs> I really don't know now. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> that's a good start. That's a good start to the weekend, eh? You can you can add downhill in the title. doesn't make it downhill. Uh, that's a good No, no. Nah, well. But it was sick it's- to, like, get East Coasters over here. Um, is it something that you'd ever do again? So I'd bring a trail bike this time. But yeah, yeah, yep. Uh, no, it, it was really good fun, and it was something that I'd never done before, and it was something – it was just different. It was just cool. I think it's, I would have liked to have known a little more detail, but – Well, it's only their second car, year, the so. year you came over, and there wasn't very much mm. detail to be known. Uh, they kind of made it up on the fly. But yeah, yeah. it's at a, it's in a much, um, like, better state as far as being gnarlier and that, a bit more fun, uh, more features, less – like that year that you done it, um, I done it too, and it was super peddly across the roads and like it was horrible. What year is this? Fifteen. Oh yeah, I could just like watch people pulling away from me and that's it. Yeah, yeah, because I was in I was on my Moorwood. Jump shipping containers and get drunk. Yeah. <laughs> I bet Alex would have a great time if I came because you wouldn't really have to fix too much unless I really no. messed up. And if if I really messed up there, I'd probably have bigger problems. So I um this year just gone I um jumped like this driveway gap and I blew my rear shock to pieces. Casing a C container. No, no, no. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. That's coming. So as a result, I've gone down the track and I was just, because I was first running the Sunday morning on the street stuff and I'm thinking to myself, fucking, geez, I feel rubbish. You know, like how you're bouncing on the pedals and you think, fuck, I'm just not feeling it. So then yeah, I've gone down the track a little bit further. Yeah, yeah. Just, well, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, pretty much. You got me. Um, <laughs> but I've come up to the C container. I've had like zero, like I've literally snapped the piston in the shock. So it's just spring full, just high speed rebound. Oh, lovely. Yeah. So I've like lovely. double jumped myself off the ramp and I've cased onto the C container and I got stuck on top of the C container. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably my biggest fear at that race. I reckon they had no, I had to jump down. 
Oh, good I had to throw my bike down and then jump down. They're like, I was like, how do I get down? They said, jump. Are you fucking serious? Well, they're like, we didn't plan for this. <laughs> <laughs> no safety nets, hey. Yeah, like, honestly, oh. it's only you. I don't know how you even got stuck on there. I said, well, I'm here. What do we do about Next it? Next one, there's going to be a whole bunch of those cardboard boxes around, eh, for people that case it and have or to a, jump off. Or a ladder or something. Yeah, yeah. some sort of yeah. fucking yeah. Baker's, yeah, baker's, a baker's ladder. Green. Yeah, I'll yeah, his ladder. Jumping shipping containers class of Dave Baker. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sponsor him a ladder next year. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, boys. Uh, I'll bring anyone- my own. <laughs> nah, but. Has anyone cleared both containers yet? I remember we were kind of like jokingly like, oh, yeah, I bet you could jump both. No, because that, that year that you came, the run up into those containers was wild. So my first run, like there's a photo, I front wheel landed between the second and third sea container. So, and that was just rolling in brakeless, but no pedals. And as soon as I hit the ramp, I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> you know, that where you're like, yeah. like the gap between the ramp and the container is just gone in an instant. You're like, oh, fuck, I'm in trouble. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're still going up, when you're looking at the spot you wanted to land. Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, shit, this is going to bounce to yeah. flat. Been there. That was the one time where I was glad I had a downhill bike on that track. That was literally it, where I bounced to flat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> So speaking yeah. of other dynamic okay. racing, uh, EWS is something that you're going to consider at all? Not really. I've done a couple. Yep. Was that just to dabble yeah, no. or locals or it's? No, no. I did a couple of enduros. I did one in 15 or 16. I did Whistler, which was trial by fire. I actually got third there in under 21. I actually did pretty good. Yes. Um, and then was kind of toying with the idea, idea of a few more, convinced to Pell to take me to Canada. Yep. And yes. I think Alex had, had more fun than I did. <laughs> um, it was, and it was sick. Like I, I enjoy riding around, but I was like, um, you're not always partnered with someone. Like you're not always following someone all day that you want to hang out with all day. Like you don't necessarily know them. Or yeah. Know that. So yep. it's kind of, for me, it was just a really, really hot, long pedal that went all day that I had to bury myself in like five times. So, like, with the right recipe, I could see myself enjoying it, but I just haven't. I just don't. Like, almost almost one of those things where a local one would be more fun for you because you just ride with your mates and follow it. Like, yeah. you, you can actually the pick local where you ones go. Are sick. Like, yeah. I really enjoy a couple of local ones we have. Yeah. But, and and part of it, too, is I'm also still pushing so hard at downhill that I just want to keep going there first and then can go to that after. Yeah, so like I don't obviously know you from a grain of salt, but what I know and see of you is you seem to be insanely focused, um, which I think suits that downhill mentality of that one run, one mm-hmm. everything, just get your lines and just like swing your dick out there and swing off the back of it and get it, you know. Mm. So yeah, I, I, I just love yeah. racing downhill. Yeah, you, you, look, you strike me as to be just a straight up downhiller. Yeah. Which is what we need. What what we need at the moment is more downhillers. And it sounds like the scene's so healthy over there, though. We've we've just gone through this like transition period, like a renaissance period of where downhill was pretty fucking dead in WA. Um, we obviously don't have the hills you guys got over there, but what we did have at one stage was wild atmosphere, like the racing, the weekend, and everything yeah, was yeah. sick. Oh, and and that sort of just come back insane. Yeah. 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 So it, we're we're at that point again now where everyone's frothing it. We had this summer series like race, um, few like local bike shop Empire Cycle was myself. Like we we throw money in now for the top twenty, you know, try and make it interesting. 
Um, we're racing at a place called Nanup again, which is probably our premier downhill spot, actually a decent hill. Um, so like, like downhill is yep. alive and well again in WA. Um, and it's just sick to see blokes like you it's out there. It's interesting just- you say that because I think we have the same thing over here. Like okay. We had decent numbers, but there was no atmosphere. There was not many like, – there was kids around, but, you know, it wasn't a lot. But now there's, like, so many kids on the side of the track come Sunday afternoon and there's just more people. There's better vibe in the village. Like, yep. Yeah. Nah, it's fucking Sounds sick. Like it's not isolated as WA. Yeah, it's – um. Yeah, because downhill's half vibe, I reckon. Like a downhill race, anyway. Yeah, like, I remember, like, I mean, like, like, we would rock up to Welly Mills races, nearly get kicked out the next day because the party was too wild. Yeah. You well, know, if you go to Lingalonga, yeah, you get kicked out, eh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you get given, you get given yard duty. Yeah, there. fucking walking, <laughs> what's the fucking thing? Skywalker. Yeah. Mad cunts. Yeah, yeah, you try to have a good time and the owner approves it and... So, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah, we, we <laughs> won't touch on that again. Like, we're, we're done with that, man. you really got to risk your life to race down. We're done with that. God. As Baxter likes to say, to win a downhill race now, you've got to risk your life. And you only want to yeah. have a really good atmosphere around you to really do that to its justice. Yeah, yep, yep. So yep. you've got a sick pit, like, sick, like, good crew around, and, like, everyone on the track. It makes it so much easier to push that little bit extra. And what about the after parties? How yeah, good are they? Oh, they're always a good time. I usually got a, I usually got a big ass drive. I need to come to these WA, WA rounds sometime and have a look. Yeah, we'll put Jackson's you up somewhere to stay. Driving me out of the after party. <laughs> yeah, usually I get back to the pit after my race run, and I'm like, yeah, it was a good run, like you know, maybe second one, something like that. And he's like, sick, you want a beer? And I've had just got my third. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, legend. The West Australian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. WA. Yeah. I've yeah, got on on the right time exactly. era. Yeah. yeah. After Ladies, ladies right. and gentlemen, yeah. Charlie Creatures entered the studio again at, at the tail end of it, but oh. he's coming just for the beers. I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. I fucking risked my life. is in the house. How are you, mate? Good. Speaking of beers, you should you should get Alex to tell the story of Cannibal Cannibal uh, presentation. Go on, I Alex. Got off the, I just got off the podium, soaked in champagne, and I had to drive home because he was too drunk. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, that's yeah. I yeah, he was dr- literally dripping champagne, and looked like I just got out of the pool. I think I, I think that night I can't remember if it was that night, but Darcy Coot was giving me this like straight whiskey as well, and I just started like as soon as he had gone up that lift, it's just like a line to whoever's got a drink. Fuck yeah. The West Australians that's coming out. Yeah. That's like Valley. Yeah, my job's done. I've done all I can do. Like, he's, he's gone. Like, yeah, that's yeah. it, eh? It's all on him now. Someone yeah. get me a scotch. Yeah. That was like a, um, Collie. <laughs> we, did, we had a motocross state round and um, I, like, compressed my spine in practice and I said to Tom, like, my best oh. mate, I was like, well, you got to drive home. He's like, dude, I'm drunk. <laughs> it's like 8.30 in the morning. So I like couldn't twist my neck side to side. So he was co-pilot like in the mirrors, like going down the freeway. Uh, and that wasn't even the after party. It wasn't even the start of the day, man. Literally practice. Yeah, qualifying, yeah. Nine in the morning. Yeah, it would have been probably nine. Yeah, it would have had an esky full of emus. Standard procedure, yeah. eh? Yep. I've never- had Alex with some bad hangovers the next day, but I've never had him like – Gotten up and gotten drunk at nine o'clock in the morning. Uh, I've, I've definitely driven some people around myself where just incapacitated the next day, like yes, like shell of shell of human beings. <laughs> no music, just like fucking packed them in the 
packed them in the car with a stew bucket. Here you go. <laughs> my, my always thing for Alex is like after a race, it's like as long as your bag is packed somewhere I can see it, I don't give a shit how drunk you are the next day. As long as I can put your bag and you in the car and not have to worry where your passport is when we get to the airport, I don't care. Have you ever not got him in the car? No. I think <laughs> I had to think about it. Somewhere where he was in the car. <laughs> Pre-packed. I like that shit. <laughs> I want to say there was somewhere. I'm already in the I'm in me mum's car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Nah. Geez, I can't remember that one. So, Jackson, what, yeah, what sort of you're, you're still extremely young, um, with a insane mm. long future ahead of you. Um, obviously, modern times with war and bats and etc. It makes things a bit hard. But what goals and ambitions do you have within the sport? Obviously, they'd be set pretty high Win at the races. moment. Win races. Win races. Yep. Yeah, basically, like. Any and all, just go racing and win. Enjoy it. Be with people I want to be around and win races. Win or lose on the booze. Yeah, fuck yeah. That's exactly <laughs> that's like, my motto. Yeah. <laughs> like ride, ride cool shit in cool places with cool people and win races. It's like four things to life. You're like, you're doing pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty a, much the goal. That's a pretty good ambition right there, right? Eh? Yeah. Have fun, a, surround yourself with good people yeah. and ride bikes fast. Yeah, I, thought, I was I was listening to actually listening to a podcast with Casey Stoner the other day. He's talking about how like people are too too into having fun and they it's a job and they need to do their job and turn up. And it's like for me, it's the opposite. It's like I am going faster when I'm not as fit or not as strong, but I'm having ten times better, ten times more fun because Alex and I, the you know Thursday night before track walk or whatever did an extra lap and then went and had a beer and just had a nice night. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. You know what I mean? Like, it ele- elevates the whole mental state. Absolutely. Yeah, it's like yeah. who you're around, how relaxed you are. It, as I said, it just adds to how much you're willing to risk your life. Did you actually get to hear any of Casey Stoner in that interview, did you? <laughs> was yeah, it, was it just the host talking? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, Gucci well, gang himself, uh, eh? Gucci gang. The, the bitch I, bits I could hear Did were, you, were interesting. What do you reckon of his Brazilian jiu-jitsu? <laughs> nah, it was just a bit of <laughs> bit of podcast beef going on. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Jace, we're coming for you, mate. <laughs> I think he's even got a top knot now, doesn't he? The faggot. Yeah, God. Um, so you, or like this is the beers and bikes special here, we'll cross right back. You come from BMX, don't you? Yeah, yeah. It was and you, like yeah, world world level, eh? Uh, yeah, I did my first world champs when I was nine. Yes, yeah, I, I got run over actually. <laughs> it's probably not ideal. <laughs> yeah, look, you're doing it wrong, <laughs> Alex. Is, I haven't heard that one before. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is actually quite. This is actually quite a funny story. So. There was like in in, B, in like World Champs BMX, you have like three heats, and that's like how you get your points and you go through and stuff like that. Yep. But you have the same like eight people in all three heats. You just get different gates and you like race each other three times. And so I had really fast Japanese kid and a I think it was Japanese, it was Japanese or Chinese or something like that, and then a really fast American kid. Yep. And so in the last turn, 
pushed this American kid up like pretty much over the turn. He got like like seventh or something, like real far back in the first race, and I won. And then I got second to this Japanese kid every time after that. Didn't think anything of it. Got through like quarters and all that. We got to the semi-final. Like four riders go through to the final for like you know world champion all that shit. First turn, I had two Americans either side of me, and then one next to them. They decided that they didn't like that I'd pushed pushed him up. So one of them cut across me, the other one cut under me, and the other one went right over the top. And that was that. You got to taste the old red, white, and blue, eh? That's a full gangbang if I've ever heard of it. (laughs) Stars and stripes, bitch. (laughs) You could could literally tell what brand of tire this kid was running based on the imprint on my back. Yeah. Caught the old tender up the spine, eh? We were nine years old, but these guys were going hard. Trump for life, baby. Definitely set them up for that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, you did start it. You sent him into the bleachers. Well, I mean. It's the Australian way. Yeah. Start with one of them, and then three of them come back at you, and you go, "Oh shit, here we are." Right. Hands, ask questions later. <laughs> That's right. it, oh, the Bali special. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, what what led to the transition to from BMX to mountain bikes? Well, that that world champs was actually on Vancouver Island in BC. That'll do it. And after that, um, it was like, "Oh, mum and dad, are like, oh, you know, we're going overseas. It's the first time you've really been overseas. We'll, we'll go on a bit of a holiday." And so someone suggested we get a Whistler. And um, yeah, that was that. That pretty much was mountain bikes. So you just done a, you done a line on a BMX bike, basically. <laughs> no, no, no. We rented rented a mountain bike, and yep. like first time I ever really rode a downhill bike was on a line, and we came back and I bought a downhill bike, and that was that. Yeah, right. I fucking yeah. love that. Literally, it's just like yeah, about as probably trial by fire to get into it, but yeah, hey, throw you down a steep, fast hill. Well, see how you go. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Sink or swim. Hey, yeah. Alex, what uh, what yep. goals and ambitions do you have within the industry? Yours should, yeah, I would imagine, be a, yeah, I, a little bit different. A little bit different. Um, I mean, win races is still definitely one of them. Um, you know, that you know to be up there, you know, it, it, it is a whole team effort. Um, and getting it up there is, is definitely the goal. Um you know, I'd definitely like to work for somebody or work for a manufacturer in the industry. You know, really sort of like kick forward, you know, past geez. Honestly, at this moment in my life, I'm in this huge transition period. Well, like manufacturer, so factory manufacturer. team? Yeah, I, like, 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 like say work for a manufacturer and head up their race team, yep. head up a, my own race team, I don't know, buy a demountable and start fixing bikes out of it in the middle of nowhere. Like, not in the middle of nowhere, but... Yeah, no, go to a know, race. You know, I could, you know, I might I might happily be living in Europe or Canada next year. I've, Don't dance around it, right man. Now, Tell us what the dream is. Don't go to Russia or Ukraine, but... What the, what the dream is, is owning a... Owning he wants a to put a demountable in the middle of, middle of Russia and fix random people's bikes <laughs> as they ride across the There's going to be a fucking lot of things to fix there soon. <laughs> <laughs> and I think bikes are the least of your worries. I got a flat tire, bro. I'm I fucked. Just, <laughs> Bang. I tell you what, the only dream is track for me in five minutes flat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only dream besides winning races is own three different apartments in three different countries and travel around to them all as I please. That's not bad. That's pimping. That's, that's actually that's pretty dope. Yeah, and then be back in Perth yeah. for a crispy Euro. 
a, a Chris Beer Jury every year, you can't miss it. Like, if you can drink, you can attend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. A beer from WA, we can fucking yeah. drink. Yeah. That That's was, all yeah. you need. You need Chris Beer Jury. You're making, and, you're making uh, me scared to come over. And Empire, no, and be. Well, I thought bond. you were they here. Really so. <laughs> so that's how blind Creech is. He actually thought you were here. He's like, so when's yeah, this guy rocking up? The boys up? are like, oh, are you, have you told the story or not? Nah. Oh, yeah, that's why I'm late. Because um, <laughs> Baker's like, yeah, we got him on Thursday. They're flying in or some shit. I was like, oh, sick. So I like was coaching as normal. And then today Baker's like, well, you'll get there early, eh? And I'm like, why? I'm coaching. And, uh, yeah, it turns out you are over east, so. Um, yeah, I'm still over here. Long story short, I fucked up. So. Hey, don't worry. I That's was, why I'm late. Sorry, I was the same, but I just have no plans. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Worked out well, eh? Yeah. Being FIFO, can't ride. I'm just fucking hanging out. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. That's right. You can come have some pints at Empire. In a, in shit, you could even do it tomorrow, but you better come back in two weeks. You, right. Are you coming back to Perth? Yeah, I'm coming back on the third. Oh, yeah. Borders are open. Let's go. Fuck yeah. It'll change that soon, eh? Yeah, how does it, how does it feel to be back in, in the country that you're supposed to be from? You're, like, allowed to be called <laughs> Australian. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, you're back part of us. Dude, that's that's a whole other thing. <laughs> yeah. We, we won't get in. a lot of things come out of this podcast that we shouldn't talk about, isn't it? Yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, don't worry. We won't talk about the overlord fucking McGowan. <laughs> <laughs> fucking dweeby cunner. <laughs> Got to basically get fucking acupuncture to lead the state. Just fucking 300 needles in your fucking dick. <laughs> and that's just the herpes. You would like that. You would like that. Yeah, I've got a couple in there now. Eh? Yeah. That's because you can't find the fucking dick. <laughs> yeah, it, it is a needle. <laughs> oh, it's like my mum's sewing box, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, pincushion baker, eh? Oh, fuck. We tried so hard to keep it classy. Yeah, sorry, boys. Yeah. I rock up. Fuck it Yeah, up. it just goes to shit. Um, I reckon that's about uh, does us for time, boys. You got anything else you want to cover or say anything like that? I've got, oh. I got, got a question. Yo. Um, how have you gone Go. for injuries? Um, both, I'm alive. Both so. of us? Oh, yeah, we'll go both, but yeah. Oh, how many fucking injuries uh, could yeah, you I get, Spinner Spanners? I'm risking my life and I'm all good. Yo, fuck. Lucky man. Mm. He, I mean, he broke a nail the other day and cut a finger. Oh, the mechanics? Oh, yeah, that was devastating. Yeah. Oh, AJ, do you remember yes. that fingernail yes. on the brake rotor? Really good story. Oh, <laughs> you, that was the. Oh, that, that tops it. Of That's the shit, most. People have brought me into a bike shop. That tops it. So, this of, we're in Empire okay, on a so, Thursday night. So, just sitting there and these bikes are in the bike yep. stand and like Thursday night's pretty common for us to come in, have a beer, say good day to Longy, AJ and all the boys and that. And we're sitting there talking and was it Jared or yourself? You, I think. We're like, we're just me, yeah. Yeah, looking over, like you just looked over and you go, is, is that someone's fucking finger? <laughs> and we looked at the brake rotor <laughs> and like where it's so sharply machined, someone's just like full, like gloved their fingernail, fingernail and fingertip yeah. and mm. it just stuck to the hot brake rotor. Oh, fuck. And it's on there. On there, like full it's nail, tough. full fingertip. That's so hot. Yeah, <laughs> I had to get I had to get the kitchen scrubber on it to get it off. Like, yeah, oh. imagine just like handing it back I to a client and leaving it. Snapshot of this. Yeah, if yeah. You, if you want to come and see the fingernail picture, come into the shop and we'll show you. Yeah, like I think it did the rounds on Snapchat. That's for sure. <laughs> that was. Dope. I did the yeah, same thing I, at Murray Bridge at a national the day before a race. You know, like when you hold under the front four. 
Yeah. My dad pulled the bike back oh. and my finger got trapped in the front disc. Yuck. Yeah, it was oh. rank. Yuck. Yeah, it fucking hurt. Yuck. Just drove 24 hours to a race. <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. Didn't even get – well, I did race, but well, not very good. On that oh. super positive note, um, so did we Did we actually – so you, you've been relatively injury-free, haven't you? Well, I've done two weeks of risking my life at sketchy places in Australia and I'm alive at the moment, so. Yeah, we'll, we'll, well, t- we'll touch wood. Last year in Medina, didn't we, Alex? Oh, yeah, yeah, we did much better there. Jackson ended up with a couple of stitches in where the sun don't shine. And <laughs> Is that because you were swinging off God, the back of it? Last year, I just about... No, 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 let's not relive this story, but uh, short, long story short, I snapped my seat. Oh, I thought you were going to say oh. snap your shaft then. <laughs> <laughs> Did Alex no, forget to then, do the seat up? Like, no, no, no. The, purely because the seat just snapped. Nah. But it gets even better, right? So <laughs> Alex drives to the hospital, get all stitched up, everything's all good. Doctor tells me, not a good idea, you know, get the stitches out in 10 days and then you'll be good. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to practice tomorrow. Sweet. <laughs> and he just looks at me funny and says, that's not a good idea. I said, I realistically, I know that. But anyway. So I had an early, I had a like slept in, I had got up and it was like two hour practice that afternoon. And I was like, well, I'll just try and then I'll know if I'm going to be able to ride or what. So I did like one run. And I was like, mm, feel pretty shit. Did a second run. I was like, all right, I feel a bit better. Kind of cruising up a bit. I was like, I'll do a third run and that'll be me done for the day and then we can go from there. Sweet now. So I go up for the third round, get three quarters of the way down there's a road gap and you kind of like pushed into the base of this road gap and then picked up off it and it was a decent sized road gap with a long run out that was quite steep as I pushed in started to pull up the handlebar just comes off and oh. the handlebar off the lip of this thing and I literally got 10 stitches where the sun doesn't shine from the day before like cooked from the crash that did that and I'm literally going off the lip of this road gap with my hand in the air and my like brake lever and my handlebar in it <laughs> just being like, this is going to hurt. This oh. is going to hurt. And, oh, I was so off it. Oh, my <laughs> God. And we still had two days of practice, seating and racing for national champs. And I was just like, I just want to go home. So can, where do we get start. the stitches? Ass or sack? Like, I'm confused. In between. Oh, gooch. Gooch. oh <laughs> sensitive too, eh? Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> Have you ever had that thing? <laughs> yeah. No? Ah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. tickles, boy. Yeah. Oh, no, not yeah. good. Yeah, I right. can imagine, eh, getting stitched. Yeah, oh. no. Did oh. you finish the weekend? Yeah, I got sick. Yeah, nice. We'll take that with a fucking gooch stitch. That, you got what? A... Sick for stitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was definitely stitched up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I'm glad you're all right. That's probably the only, only injuries you've had. In the in recent times, what was it like when you were getting the stitches? Yeah, you like wood. on your back, your legs up in the air. Like, oh. did he ask you to hold it? Like, get your sack out of the way. Like, can you get in the position now for us? You might as well. I don't know the very best. I don't even need the best bit about that. In the hospital, right? Getting stitched up. Doctor comes in. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, no, you'll be all good. Like, it's you'll be fine. Like, no stress. Like, all right, whatever." Then the fucking um, 
bloody medical exchange student or whatever comes in and he's the one who did the stitches. Oh. So there's these like two dudes over there. One dude is like shaking because he's never done stitches before and I'm there with the balls out. And then the dude next to him on the other side coaching him through what to do next. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, can you just do this please? Yeah, like, can we? Surely you could, yeah. strain needles somewhere. Like, <laughs> I don't stitch up somebody's like, I don't know, arm um, or something. Yeah, like. yeah not, not near your fucking ball yeah. bag. Right? Yeah. And that was and then, that was in the waiting room too. Split open because I kept, yeah. And then of course because it was split open, I had to go back and get it redone when I got back to camera. The doctor was like, "Whoever did this did a really shit job." <laughs> like, like, it's like, jeez, thanks. thanks. I'm going down the hill and <laughs> like, there's a nut really following me, it. like just hanging out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nothing about that. Like ten days, it's fun. Yeah, that didn't sound like a good weekend at all. No, and Alex just kept dealing with like really annoyed me and breaking shit because I wasn't riding very good. Getting not done. like nuts caught in the rear wheel and shit. <laughs> Alex is just changing bandages and shit. <laughs> Loves it. And then to make things even better, it poured with rain and then it got really cold and it, just, it sucked. Oh, so it shriveled and ripped stitches out. You know about that night. Yuck. Well, I'm... <laughs> Well, I'm glad that it's uh, been a more injury-free stretch from there, and I'm glad this year at Medina worked a hell of a lot better than that one because, uh, yeah, yeah, we don't need a repeat of that. We don't need balls going out anywhere. No. No. It's not good. No. We went through the first day of practice, and Alex and I just high-fived. and was like, yes, I'm alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seats yeah, on, good. bars good. on, we good. Gooch yeah, is flapping, but that's all good. Spare, spare seat this year. Oh, shit, that's wild. Um. You guys got anything else you want to add to the potty? No, thanks for having us on. No, oh, yeah, cheers, Heath. It's been been a pleasure as always. No. I can't wait to be back to see you all. Oh, stop it. He's so sweet, eh? Yeah. He's cute. He's all smiling, all cute and I'll shit. Come over. Fuck like yeah. Good time. Do it, man. We've had like such a big upgrade yeah. to our trail network yeah, over here. It's such a good time to be right in Perth. Like, it's yeah, come, over. come over, we'll do a Southwest tour. It'll be yeah. insane. Yeah, I'll show you all the good spots to break levers. <laughs> <laughs> and Scorpion. Dude, that's what, oh, that's what I was saying earlier on. Oi, AJ, we had that Nana summer shootout race earlier, like in January. Oh, yeah. yeah and I was doing my track walk, and I found my peak from my visor when I crashed two weeks before in the bush. Oh. <laughs> so I'll pick like that up. And he brings me his bike in just before I leave, and he's like, you need to fix me wheel. And it's. It's like nearly, it looked like yours going down Cannonball. It was, I was like, Baker, it'll get you down the hill. And it did. It did. Just stoked oh, to have God. a factory mechanic, eh? But uh, anyway, guys, oh, thank you. So thank you so much for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. Awesome episodes. Uh, wicked to hear from the pair of you. Having the, the uh, you know, the jet rider and the mechanics point of view is always good. And the dynamic you guys have between you is just awesome to see too. It'd actually be pretty fun to hang out with you in the pits and see you, uh, see the banter that goes on between you. Uh, mate, best of, very yeah, best of luck. Hard style playing and get the vibes going. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, very luck, the best of luck for the rest of the season, mate. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, we'll hear from you a bit later on. See you, mate. Cheers, Cheers, boys. Sorry I was late. late. Love (laughs) you, bye. Uh, Do we actually leave now? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we leave that in, eh? That was so (laughs) awkward. (laughs) We leave that in.